I mean, seriously, Owl. How can a Hungry Jacks be so fucking useless? Well, when it's half service station, it doesn't help. Uh, Well, and the other thing that doesn't help is when they just prioritise the drive-thru. Fuck the customers that stood at the counter. This this is the story that dishonours the the burger, but luckily it wasn't in Wollongong. Yeah. I don't even know which suburb it was. Green Valley. Still don't know where it is. (laughs) I thought Green Valley made vegetables, frozen vegetables. So this was... Was that Green Giant? It's an English thing. Green Giant! Yeah, you're on your own, mate. I don't think anyone knows Green Giant. (laughs) To set the scene properly, it was after you'd done your five-hour endurance race at Eastern Creek. Yep. We'd uh, packed up, scored a few free beers from the uh, sponsors, Young Henry's. That was a nice touch. Nice beer too, actually. Yeah. And then after we left, it was pretty much desperation style just first joint we saw we can fit the trailer in with the trailer as well yeah and you picked out the world's most cursed hungry jacks in the world oh fucking useless cunts <laughs> it was pretty extremely poor service yep i think things kicked off with your order taking longer than mine except i'm you... pretty sure it was like 20 minutes on it not that bad but you ordered before me and then, and then they didn't get our drinks then my drink Looked too small, and your drink was only two thirds full. Yeah, well, that's because I only did a small. <laughs> they just used the, whatever cup they could grab. Yeah, eyeballed it. <laughs> but it took me having a sort of have a crack at them over the counter. It's like, how fucking long is it going to be? Yeah, and they even started making it. To your comment about the drive-through, we were watching orders pump out through the drive-through window, and we'll get no love at all. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was one of those weird half servo half fast food joints and the, the reason it was cursed was as we pulled in we saw that black cat oh we yeah. should have known yeah <laughs> oh man I, I redeemed myself this week anyway burger wise two smoking barrels had a mad special on today this was Friday yeah they had a beef brisket cheesesteak style roll it was glorious fair enough full, full props to Matt at work for spotting that one and Lining it up. It was one of the best I've had for a long time. I had fish and chips for lunch. Yeah, that's not too bad. From deplacing the mall there. Funnily enough, that's the weekly special at the cafe at work. They, yeah, they but, do us fish and chips. But they taste it to make sure it's the right thing, don't they? Nah, they've changed over, man. The new mob are excellent. <laughs> They're really, really good, actually. Great coffee. Oh, yeah, no, that's skim milk. Yeah, that, that, that was a funny story. <laughs> I think you should tell everyone that story. <laughs> the... Uh, previous provider at work who ran the cafe um there's a bit of a mixed mixed bag they actually utilized the local mob that had sort of like you know mentally handicapped people could get in there and work and do stuff but yeah there was one fellow that quite famously would um forget what milk he'd used to froth up and would taste it from the jug to just double check before he made your coffee and yeah some people most, as you can imagine, most people weren't cool with that. So it kind of got a little bit blacklisted, but since then it was taken over by a new operator. They've completely changed it and it's actually high quality. We're pretty, pretty lucky to have that downstairs at work. Fair enough. So no, no taste tests from the staff? Not that I've observed. <laughs> the, um, they just stick their tongue in it now instead. No, no, their, their main barista is full, fully trained. She does little patterns. She's good mates with my wife actually. So, yeah. um, you know, no dramas there. No no sneaky milk tasting as far as I can tell. Fair enough. <laughs> you don't you don't go much for espresso coffee anyway, do you? I don't drink coffee. Yeah. It's not called espresso, it's espresso. Oh, sorry, senor. Oh, Signore. I'm just saying how it's spelled. Anyway. <laughs> just pulling you up on something that you would have pulled me Man, up on. You can be pedantic about that if you want, but I don't give a <laughs> shit. I really that, don't. The amount of times you've pulled me up for misspelling text messages, I thought I'm going to get that one in quickly. Well, I mean, spelling's a bit different, isn't it? Well, pronouncing's just as bad. It's a grey area. There's Especially like... if you're sticking in an extra letter that isn't even there. <laughs> I like it when you go to a, a cafe and they come up with really creative ways to spell cappuccino. You've seen that busted out a few different ways. Yeah, well, I've, n- well, I've noticed. Because I don't go to a cafe, so I just don't, I've never noticed. Yeah, I... Even being a software programmer, it took me a long time to get into coffee and I'm still probably a bit of a rookie compared to how some guys get it, go at it. You know, they're getting like double shot 
shot blacks just fueling up. I, I still like a bit milkshake style with a lot of milk. So, so you're a latte bloke? No, nah, flat white, but honestly, there's not much difference. <laughs> barking dogs fucking again. every time, man. A dog hasn't fucking barked all fucking day. <laughs> and as soon as fucking we start. I thought you dobbed, dobbed in the neighbour with a dodgy dog. Well, that's a good point. If it's out there, they'll be getting fined. Man, I saw some... <laughs> <laughs> fucking dogs. It's funny, we were chatting about cops and how, you know, that all goes down. I was actually cheering for the cops this morning. I saw them pull someone over in the school zone for speeding. Yeah. That shit pisses me off so bad. And they friggin' snapped someone for it. It was great. I got pulled over this morning for um, a random breath test. That's the end of the story, really. <laughs> Whilst I was working. But after I saw this uh, cop pull a car over, two corners later, I'm behind a, a little Corolla. Friggin' hubcat comes flying off. Yeah, right. It's like skidding down the road towards me. I had to take a, a you know evasive action. So talking about things flying off. Well, I- this this is the problem, man. I'm like, do I try and stop the dude and let him know that the hubcaps Fuck him. back behind him? But how do you do that without looking like a psycho? They're about to carjack someone. There's no way of doing it. No, not that, really. I mean, what's a hubcap worth? Twenty bucks. You can get a whole set for twenty bucks, I think. From a Toyota from the I 90s. I didn't know car had hub- hubcaps anymore. I, I realise I've never owned a car that had hubcaps. I thought you were going to say I've never owned a car. I was going to say, what? <laughs> I just... Well, this is it. I'm carjacking all the time. Fair enough. <laughs> so, talking about things flying off, I took the Harley Davidson in to get a, uh, a blue slip yesterday. Right. Riding, riding back from the blue slip. Seat falls off. Middle of the fucking highway. Goes straight under a truck. Uh, are you trying to sell this bike, Dave? It's fixed now. I'll put it back on. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the fuck happened. Anyway, credit to Harley Davidson. The uh, built built tough was it? Must be. It's over there, it's beautiful. Been run over by ten lorries. It's um. It came up pretty good. Like yeah, it looks alright. Put a bit of saddle soap on it. Came up. It's alright. You wouldn't even know. Laughing. So yeah. Anyway, man. I, that that race weekend has done bad things to me, man. I'm still looking at bike sales. Looking isn't buying. I mean, I'd have bought three by now. (laughs) You are notoriously impulsive. Oh. Especially with vehicles. And motorbikes. Is a vehicle. That's why I didn't look at the auctions this morning. I just thought, nah, I'll just give it a pass until this Harley's gone. One step at a time. Yeah. I think there were two good local examples that had my interest. Yeah. There was one of those... MV Augusta Street Fighter style bikes. Oh yeah, the Brutale or whatever it is. This was black with a red frame. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And another Yamaha MT-09. Yep. This one was orange, so co- the same colour as the uh, oh, Ninja. Yeah, I think I've seen that orange, yeah. You, you haven't kept looking at the Street Fighters? Well, there weren't any locally. I just did a local search around the Illawarra yep. instead of statewide. Fair enough. Yeah. I think I could be in trouble. I can see that the con list is so long. I still. I think. I think the beauty of the Street Fighter for me, or for you, is the fact that a lot of the parts from the 1098 fit on it because it's the same engine. So right. I've probably got heaps of spares downstairs for it. Does that imply they break down a lot? No, no. I'm just because it's my race bike. I've had to keep spares in case I break it. Right. So if I like snap a mirror or something. Well, I'm getting mirrors, but I mean things like clutches and what have you. Things that actually will wear out serviceable items. Sure. So anyway. Plus, I know how to work on them, so... Still kind of feels like a bad idea. What, a Ducati? A, well, a bike in general. No, never. <laughs> Man. And another thing, if you get a Ducati over at Yamaha, is that they're only going to appreciate... They don't depreciate... At this point, it will only appreciate, especially a Street Fighter, because they're pretty rare. How can that possibly be true? Dude, look them up. Look at the prices, how they've gone up over the last couple of years. Yeah... <laughs> You're like throwing gang signs at me. No, I'm fucking my finger hurts. <laughs> yeah, cyborg finger. So that's another good reason not to get a motorbike. Oh yeah, but Cra- why crash, did I get... crash and be injured? Yeah, how, and how did that happen? Dumb, uh, because dumb I was just riding down the road, just saw, saw a dog, minding my own business, and then all of a sudden I just went over the handlebars for no reason whatsoever. No, you saw a, a wild dog running onto the road. So I decided to do a wheelie over it. No, what happened was I was doing a fucking wheelie and fell off a motorbike, and in undisclosed location. 
in an undisclosed part of the world. I think that's past the statute of limitations. You got in trouble for it anyway. Not for that. I got in trouble for the dog. <laughs> oh, jeez. One thing I realised with the, the podcast, we actually have gone off the sports topics a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think this is, this is good. I kind of miss it. There's been nothing happening anyway. Man, did you watch the German Grand Prix? Yeah, all the chumps just fucking driving into the fence and shit. <laughs> all in the same corner as well. It was a, ri- ri- it was a bit ridiculous. Glorious carnage. Yeah, I like a good wet race. It mixes it up. It's good. It levels think, the playing field a little bit. I think that's why people joke about putting sprinklers on the course. Because you'd get the similar effect. Yeah. I see Hamilton whinging like a bitch again. I didn't hear any comments after the race. No, see, apparently there was heaps of stuff that wasn't actually put on... Like the radio broadcast? Yeah, they were saying that he actually, about 10 laps before the end, he was like, no, I want to retire, I want to retire. He was tapping out. And they were like, nah, you're staying out there. Because he was down in like 14th place or something. Yeah, he finished last, didn't he? Or second to last or some shit. Yeah, so, kind of is like, what's the point? Hamilton point? couldn't hack not winning, because he's a whiny little scrote. Rude. I was devo that Leclerc put it into the fence. Yeah. He had two perfectly timed pit stops. If he hadn't been dirt, he would have won it. I don't think Verstappen would have challenged him. You reckon? Yeah, well, look how well Seb did in the end. He, he I imagine Leclerc would have had similar performance out of his Ferrari. Oh, if it's and butts were something or others, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. I mean, let's face facts as well. It's not going to change the championship, really. No. Hamilton's so far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the other sports thing that um, I caught up with this week was that not Taserball Taserball's gone man oh. you gotta let go <laughs> <laughs> you never know we should bring it back <laughs> um, no I watched the Adam Goods documentary the final quarter oh yeah it's up on 10 play for a couple more weeks I think yeah very uh, emotional documentary I think you gotta be conscious sometimes with those docos that there is inherent bias but for a story I didn't follow too closely as it was unfolding in sort of the mid-2015s or 14s and 15s, it was interesting to get kind of like a beginning-to-end retelling of those events. Yep. And they did it in a format where they've actually just used like headlines, you know, radio clips, TV clips of people reporting on stuff as it was happening. Yeah, but things like that, I wonder if they've edited it to suit their own needs within that... Well, that's what I'm saying about that bias. You kind of have to be conscious of it, but I mean, there's no, there's no trickery around the heinous stuff that stuff like Alan Jones and Andrew Bolt were saying. Um, you know, Eddie Maguire being an absolute buffoon, and some of it, yeah. You, there's no, there's no way you can hand wave it away. No, well, I mean, Alan Jones is a fucking chump anyway. I mean, the stupid shit he says about A League football. And how it's just right. full of fucking hooligans that go and watch the game. Yet, how much is fighting within AFL in the stands been all over the news? But, but that's okay. Dumbass. Yeah, these dudes are always pushing an agenda. And for, for them in particular, it's about firing up their audience with whatever controversy they can sort of fan the flames on. Yeah, and half of it's fucking bullshit. It's, it's like, the crap that they spill about football, or AFL, sorry, soccer, is... is um, right. It's, and most of it's bullshit and there's an uneducated opinion on it as well they've never been to a game they wouldn't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah you'd almost call that the Trump effect these days right Trump the, effect they just like second hand regurgitation of other people reporting on something yeah but yeah I think the, the tragic sort of arc of the story was Goods was this champion footballer you know two Brownlow medals which really <laughs> challenging to to win um, you know, took his team to a couple of grand finals, all that sort of stuff. And in the end, just brought down mostly by just hateful white dudes in the media. It was pretty gross. I didn't get emotional until they got to the part where they started talking about the outpouring of support he got from from fans of, of his club, of him, of, of, of the game, sort of taking a stand. So I think that was kind of the the light at the end of the tunnel that there was people still sticking up for him. Right. When it seemed like pretty much the whole media was kind of against him. 
Fair enough. Couldn't give a shit. Oh, I, I, it's <laughs> AFL, man. I don't have that much interest in it. It's it's not really an AFL story, though. It's it's a story about the nature of racism in Australia. When you boil it down, and I know that was kind of the essence of the controversy. People saying that constant, you know, booing of a player was not racially motivated, but face value, it seems like such a an obvious lie and like a misdirection of 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 the truth, and and really an un- unwillingness for Australians to recognize and own up to those sort of racist views in the country i can't comment i can't comment because i have no idea what happened you must have had some sense of i heard that they were booing him but that was about it i don't don't but the thing is i don't know why they were booing him we should check it out it's pretty good and like i said it's on 10 play so free streaming can i I be honest i I won't check it out that's sad man yeah I think it's... That, that sounds like a really good reason to watch it, to make myself depressed. No, it's sad that you wouldn't consider watching it. Oh, it's... I just... I, I don't care. Man, I think more people should care. It, I, I've got more pressing things going on in my life than worry about other people's bullshit. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, your kids growing up to become some fuckhead racist, right? Yeah, but that all comes down to educating them when they're growing up. Absolutely. So I don't need to watch that too. But if if someone ends up immersed in a culture like that, that's permissive of it, that's not good either. You, you normally, to... normally you're up for the deep philosophy. Uh, not tonight. It's, I'm. It's, uh, it's not that. Nah. <laughs> I haven't got it in me. He's wiped out. I'm fucking rooted. I've, <laughs> it's, yeah. Since the five hour, I just haven't been able to get myself fucking sorted out. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be so moralistic. I've been laughing my ass off all afternoon at this video of Chinese people getting wiped out on a a wave pool. Oh, actually, I'm to, you got to see the clip. I'm going to watch it now. Hit, hit, hit pause. No, and no, bring we'll, it up. We'll, we'll watch it live. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will have seen it by the time they're listening to this. What, how, how, what am I looking for? Chinese tsunami? Yeah, tsunami pool. We'll bring Chinese it up wave on. pool is the yeah, first thing yeah. when I hit Chinese. So aerial shooting wave pool, China. So, two, no, this is two years ago. Okay, wave pool transformed into t- t- tsunami. <laughs> yeah. So, axed. That's oh, pretty, pretty shitty footage. So apparently, several people went to hospital with you know fractured ribs and stuff. And, and even with that knowledge, it still makes me laugh every time I see it. Well, well, I don't understand. They get snapped. I don't understand why there's some people stood there looking at it. Watching it come, they've They've, probably got plenty of time to run off and they just... They just cop it sweet. I think the problem is, like, you're probably talking about people who've probably never swum at a beach before, um, never dealt with big surf. All of a sudden, the machine malfunctions and sends down a big one. I love it. And they just get drilled. The the density of people in the pool is what heightens it as well. Like, you've probably got 100 people packed into, like, 10 square meters. Yeah. And this big six-foot wave just drills them all. Oh man, I'm just laughing thinking about it. <laughs> so, good. what do you think, Dave? 44 people injured by huge wave. Damn. Uh, yeah. F- funny or not? Yeah, oh, yeah it's hilarious. <laughs> Even knowing people got seriously hurt. Oh, I mean, I've looked at video footage far enough to see what people. They've got a few cuts and bruises. Fucking pussies wake up to themselves. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. She's, just, she's got a few cuts on her legs. But you're, you're not. How is much- it caused by a power cut? That's weird. Uh, yeah, who knows, man. Initially, the, the reports were saying that the operator was drunk. That was one thing that came out early on. So maybe that's the uh, the PR spin. It was an equipment malfunction. Not, not old, yeah, another old, staff member's denied that. Old yeah. made on too many cans. <laughs> yeah, anyway, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got his interest. Yeah, I like people. It's just, I think when people stood there watching it come towards them instead of going, fuck, run. It's just like, you're a dumbass. You kind of. You reckon you'd have those instincts? You're not much of a beach guy. What would you do? I wouldn't have just sat there and copped it. You I'd... can't run away. That's that's not going to work. I, I know, I'd, I'd I have gone for the do. big underdive. Yeah, that's that's the right move. Yeah. Get down to the bottom, get as deep as you can, and let it pass over. And then all the other chumps get swirled around in the top bit. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself is probably not a bad strategy. Yeah. 
Or what you do is get everyone out of the pool and ask them to do it again and body surf it. That'd be sick. Well, I mean, this is the thing as well. Is like a lot of the time these wave parks are pretty lame. Like there's one down at Jamboree, it's pretty pants. Yeah. So seeing one cranked up to the max, it would look like a decent wave, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't mind having it. Like they should do it and just say, look, there's a 10 person minimum in the pool, a ma- maximum in the pool. Yeah, then I and reckon. And pump one out. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. But the fact that there were so many people jammed in there, that was because you would have had bodies coming over the crest of the wave and getting dumped down onto other people. Yeah. That's the recipe for disaster. I mean, I've done one of those um, wave rider pools, like the, where they jet oh, like the water. like a flow rider, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the back of um, a cruise ship. Yep. And those things, like the water's, br- like the speed that it's coming. It must be pumping out, It's right? brutal. Like you, you take a stack on it, it's fucked. Proper wipeout, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it drills you. And the other thing too is if your feet are dragging behind the board, which usually they are on these things, it actually causes burns to your feet because the friction on it. Like, and you don't realise till later because the cold water right. is hitting it. It's like, yeah, and then later on, you think, fucking, why are my feet sunburned? Like, and you realise it's not sunburn, it's, it's a friction. friction burn. That's the issue you have with the uh, pressure cleaners that a lot of people get now for the home. Yeah. You know, with a normal hose, you get some crud on your leg, you just hose it off. I've heard of people just absentmindedly hit themselves with the pressure yeah, washer. I've done it before. Like slicing their leg. Oh, I think you've got a pretty fucking powerful one to do that. But yeah. Tim Allen style, more power. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've smashed myself a couple of times with the pressure washer. It's not been that bad. Yeah, yeah. So, it's good fun. Good fun. <laughs> good fun. Pressure washing your leg. Why not? <laughs> Gets all the dead skin off. Extreme exfoliation. Yep. The, the beauty routine of Dave Charlton. Yeah, that's why my skin's so supple. Just I smash it. myself in the face with it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, man. You'll probably knock an eyeball out. With a fucking gurney. Oh, oh Jesus. It's one way to get your earwax out too. Just straighten your Blow your eardrums out. You end up with brain damage. <laughs> more, more brain damage. Yep. <laughs> Did you see the picture they just posted up for the... Uh, just talking about the, going back to the five hour... Of the people with the helmets, the world record attempt? No. Half the people that are in the stand didn't even have fucking helmets on. That's a sad story as well, isn't it? Yeah, it was pathetic. Really, really. You want to... Oh, oh. Well, they were, they were predicting that there was going to be like 6,000 people turn up for this. Most people in one place wearing a helmet. Right, so we had we had the main event, which was the race, the five-hour enduro yeah. at Eastern Creek. And alongside that, they were trying to organise world record attempt on the most people wearing motorcycle helmets in one place. Yeah. And the record was like 6,000 odd. And we could see from where we were in the pits that it wasn't looking good. The organizers had come come to the morning briefing and in desperation were asking for people to hit up their own social media to try and spread word, which seems like too little too late, really. Like a couple of hours before this thing's supposed to happen. And yeah, in the end, when you saw them taking the photo, it was... I'm trying to find oh, part of what you're talking about. It's, yeah, it was pathetic. Couldn't have even been 200 people, yeah? Maybe. Maybe about that. <laughs> Just a a typical, genuine Aussie balls up, I reckon. Yeah, Just it was a bit garbage. Am- amateur hour at the extreme. These dickheads aren't even wearing helmets. That's all saying to you. Fucking shambles. I'll see if the official number's on there as well. Doesn't matter, it's a fail. Yep. Whichever way you cut it, the lesson here is never try. <laughs> That's not really a lesson. <laughs> in a world record attempt, hundreds of riders gathered in their helmets to aware. <laughs> hundreds. That's the problem. They needed thousands. Oh, well. Probably went about as well as your uh, five-hour attempt as well, really. Well, we finished. <laughs> in a, after a fashion. And I'm not being critical of, of Dave and his mate, John. There was a third, third wheel... Bit of unlucky mechanical failure going on. About half an hour in. Yeah, his first session. Yeah. Bodge shats itself. Pretty unlucky. But what I think was more of a poor effort was the fact that he packed his shit up and fucked off. Supposed to be a team event. Didn't No team. It's... Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm going to slag a dude off behind his back, but it was pretty... I'd say it to his face. It's, <laughs> it's pretty shit, man. You're in a team... There's still other things behind the scenes that he could have done to help Definitely. out. Not just pack his shit and fucking leave. With four hours left of the race to go. Of a five-hour event. Oh, I don't think he was that keen. I don't think he left that quick. It was fucking fairly early in, mate. Yeah. 
It was pretty piss poor, if you ask me, but there you go. Not, not up to the Flying Penguins' usual standards? Well, I just thought it was a bit shit. I mean, last year I didn't race. I went up, I, I managed a team, but I only managed a team, like I only got asked to do it when I turned up there. I just drove up there just to support people and they asked me to manage a team and I stayed there all day and helped out. Right. Yeah, so much the way that I was there helping out. Yeah, but this wasn't even pre-arranged. I just decided to go up there and help out in the pits and then got roped in the managing, which was fine. I was happy to do it. Yeah. But I just stuck around for the whole event too and I helped everyone pack up afterwards too. Yeah, because that's kind of a big one as well, actually, the the pack up. You know, if you get a bit of help, it goes a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, look, I'm, yeah, it's just not impressed. I mean, it's a, t- it's a team event for a reason. You're a team. You don't just fuck off on your team. Halfway I mean, I've spoken to a few other people that competed that weekend, mm. and they've all said the same thing. They've had bike failures or whatever, and that person stuck around and helped out for the rest of the day. It was, yeah. Well, maybe it's the sort of thing where you could hit him up and explain how, how you felt about it, and maybe he would change his way next time. But not going to be my problem next time, because I won't be racing with him again. Savage. So you'd count it as a full dog act, eh? Huh? It's a dog act. Look, this, 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 all right, let's just work this way. If you're playing a game of basketball, right? Yeah. And someone's like, eh, don't feel like playing anymore. And just, eh, fuck it. And just walked off the... No, fuck. no, no. Just, that doesn't happen. No, but that's what I'm saying. If somebody did that and just walked <laughs> off the court and just went fucking see you later, packed, picked his bag up and fucked off in the first quarter and just left, what, yeah. how, how would you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's a pretty apt comparison. It's not, yeah... It's not not team spirit at all. Exactly. So there you go. Speaking of basketball, there was a serious incident on Monday night in Alcom. Oh, that's right. I heard someone got brain damage. I don't think it was quite that serious, but they were treating it with caution. Um, I turned up at about quarter past eight for my eight thirty game. Courts abandoned, like it's empty, but there's a, a bloke laid out in like the the end zone, not the end zone, <laughs> the baseline. <laughs> Just wrong sport. D- different sport. <laughs> did um, you did you do the right thing though and go over there with your camera and like in his face? No, no, no. Like he, that's that's standard these days, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. People treat it as a spectacle, but um, make this shit go viral. Yeah, this this young bloke apparently had gone sort of full speed into the wall and you know head first hurt himself. They thought maybe concussion. They had the neck brace on him, just waiting for an ambulance to turn up. But it took probably the better part of two hours for this bloke to get on an ambulance and get out of there. Jesus. And we're like two minutes down the road from the friggin' hospital. It was pretty weird. Yeah, or well, maybe they were just worried about spinal injuries or some shit. So they had the rapid response unit there looking after him. So that was one thing, but until the full-size ambulance came to get him, like all the games were suspended. So our game didn't start until about half an hour late. Can't they just put a couple of witches hats around them and keep playing? <laughs> well, they didn't even want people like warming up like bouncing balls anywhere near him oh, pussy ass shit it's probably the sort of the most serious sort of injury I've seen there yeah right but yeah I chatted to a few people and they thought he's probably okay but just the nature of the injury they just wanted to be cautious yeah okay fair enough and, you know everyone likes to sue everyone so you gotta be on the, did, um, the careful side did you get any sort of report as to how you, what, what happened to him Look, it's injury or whatever. Excuse me, sorry. And like, what is... Fucking <laughs> I told you I'm going to struggle the street today, man. It's not even late. Oh, I'm so fucking tired. Oh, look, man, I, I'm not going to hate. I, I chatted to one of the um, court controls, one of the people that run the comp as we were leaving. We did... Oh, no, I meant like if you found out later on, like... Nah, wait till Monday, see what's doing. Has he got... Well, apparently this guy had Some form sort of... for it. Like, apparently he's, like, smashed into the wall before. Maybe he's, like, one of those people that's trying to hurt himself to get to sue the shit out of him. No, no. Like, he's just super, super keen. Like, just goes 100 miles an hour. Super retard. No, apparently he's a good player. <laughs> Smashing himself in the wall. Yeah, but, you, like, the, the base, the gap between the baseline and the wall there is quite small. Like, it's quite a... Sp- what's, what's that bit called? The end zone? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Forever known as the end zone. Yeah. Man, we went on to have a pretty good win. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was That's a good. close match, but we sort of pulled away at the end and put a good gap on. Did you any sledging? Watch uh, it, I'll give you fucking brain damage. Nah, I, I, it's been a while since I've sledged in basketball, man. I think you have to be able to play at a certain level before you can start talking shit at other dudes. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing sadder than someone, you know, mouthing off when... They're playing like shit themselves. All the team's getting 
flogged. Yeah. Like, that's the worst time to try and sledge someone. Yeah, true. Or is it the best time to try and bring them down to your level? No, at that point, they're just trying to start a fight. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what my problem was. Getting get aggro. It's like copping a hiding. Just, just punch on. <laughs> yeah, there was a few good brawls in the baseball. One caught your eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that on the news. And it, oh, I mean, there was a few punches thrown. There was another one later in the week where there was a guy who'd just been traded to another team. So, like, it was his last match with the current team. Got into a big brawl, got suspended before he even got to his new team. So the suspension carries over to the new team? Yeah, yeah, I think he has to serve it. But there you go, there's there's an interesting thing. Like, that dude was, like, leaving that team, but he still had enough team spirit to fucking punch on. Did you watch it? Like, Instead he wasn't of, punching on with his own teammates, was he? No, I don't think he's got any beef with the, the club he was leaving, but he certainly had beef with the other blokes. He was ready to... Wasn't wasn't his new team. <laughs> that would have been That would have been hilarious, but no. It wasn't quite that that beautiful. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's team spirit. So yeah. Tipping out. Tip the fuck out. Peace peace out, bros. Oh, yeah. I guess it was probably even more of a shock because I was out doing my stint and I came back and I was like Dude's if, gone. Where is he? Oh he's gone. What? But yeah, oh like I'd take I'd take an opportunity just to credit you and John for friggin' Hanging on, putting in some big ones for another four and a half hours to bring it home. There are other teams that didn't finish at all. Oh, it was a big effort. I'll be honest, it was hard work. Like the last... It looked like hard work. I was, I was fucking done, man. <laughs> I'm still done. I'm still tired. Oh, just think how easy it'll be next time when you've actually got three riders. I'm not, I'm not doing it next year. Once was enough. No, I'm going to do the 90 minute on the little bike next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I think I might do. That would be a two-man operation, yeah? Two-man over 90 minutes, yeah, with a little three 390 instead of a big 1,000. Right, so would you need the other rider on a smaller bike to sort of be in the right group, or...? It's all 300s. Yep. So, gotcha. yeah, you can only use it like that. The Formula St. George is what they call it. Yeah, I saw a lot of the... Is it the Kawasaki Yeah, 300s? so I'm going to do it with the KT, my KTM that I'm building. Yep. Looks like I might have already got a teammate. He's got exactly the same bike, a KTM Well, that's perfect. That's great, yeah. Yeah, so... We'll, I don't know what we'll call ourselves. The Duke Brothers. Oh, Dukes of Hazard, Dude! Done. Done. I've oh, recalled it. No, but does that mean you're going to have a Confederate flag on the fucking bike? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. It's a bit redneck, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he can pull it off. He's Asian. I don't know. It does, is It'd be it, ironic, yeah. Is, is it, it's not racist if somebody who's from a different race does it? I don't know. Is that how it works? It's such a tricky one, like, Dukes of Hazard was such a lighthearted show, but now that imagery, like the Confederate flag, is so, I guess always was to a degree associated with, you know, white supremacy in the American South. You know, it's a tricky one. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's another name name in there for you. No, I, I love it. I'm, I'm done. I'm, sent, I'm texting him now about it. Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Before you forget. <laughs> I don't think there's anything racist about the flag, is there? Well, it was the the flag of the Confederate Army, which ostensibly was fighting to preserve their right to slavery, and to this day is displayed more or less with that that association. You know, people argue that it's it's about heritage; it's not about hate. I think that's the exact phrase they use, but I don't think many people buy that that bullshit given the state of the American South still? I think just America in general, isn't it, at the moment? The president sounds like he's a, he might be a little bit uh, on the old racist side. You think? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. <laughs> what else do you need to see? Eating, eating a black baby on stage. He loves it. <sighs> loves it. Don't, don't, was we made a rule, no politics. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm texting him about Dukes of Hazard. I'm sorry. Is he loving it? Yeah, he's lol was the first thing I get back. And he's like, I'm down for that. <laughs> That's a done deal. Is there a Confederate flag like as an emoji on it? <laughs> what you might be able to do is maybe riff on that and like recolor the flag or redesign the flag. Well, the bikes are already orange. So they're already the right color. Yeah, for the general E, but maybe instead of the Confederate flag, you could use an Aussie one. Eureka Stockade. That's a little bit redneck. 
see, this is what I'm talking about, about the flag being racist. Okay, just going back to that. A lot of people think the Australian flag's racist. Uh, not racist, but doesn't, doesn't acknowledge, you know, previous landowners. I think that's the essence of it. You know, it's, anyway, it's, it's bigging up the Brits. No, no more, no more politics. Is that what we said? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with that. Because <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. I start pumping my opinion out on that shit. No, no, we'll we'll spare everyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've got long enough. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, I guess the other big motorbike thing that's in the offing now is your um, Phillip Island trip. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, What's that now? The two, two and a bit weeks away. Yeah, three weeks, I guess. Yeah, because you you achieved the goal of not smashing anything up before that at the enduro. Yeah. So. So bike's fine. Day's fine. I'm just uh, there's no oil in the bike at the moment because I just dropped the oil out, so servicing at the moment, and I'm giving it a detail. So just it's starting to look a bit manky. So I thought it's about time I cleaned it. You want a bit of. A bit of grit to your race bike, don't you? No, nah, you see, the, the problem is the, the blokes that take the pictures down at Phillip Island, they've got some good pictures. <laughs> so I need my bike looking nice for the pictures. Right, so... Especially seeing as last time I was down there, I binned it, so... This definitely seems like a Wesley Snipes scenario. L- looking good first and... Dude, when have I ever won anything? <laughs> I thought you were challenging for that. Actually, last year when I was at Philippon, there were heaps of people coming into my into our pits and going, "Oh, geez, your bike looks really good." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I've, I've already won." As far as I'm concerned, I've already mm. won. And, and after they saw your ride, what did they say? I, I did, <laughs> didn't stick around for that bit. Uh, your bike still looks good. <laughs> That's probably what they said. No, I, I get it. I think there's a an essence of getting in the right mindset by having everything just sweet, just how you want it. You know, it's almost not superstitious, but you know, it's part of that preparation routine. I think there's a lot of athletes that have a similar approach to to their sport. Yeah, oh, I've got no problem. Look, I'm never going to win anything. I'm not competitive enough. I don't care as much that much. Well, when know. it comes to motorbikes, it's not even just being competitive. It's having a broke brain that doesn't perceive yeah, well, danger. That's half my problem. I was like, nah, this is too quick. I'm slowing down. Yeah. Oh, it's the same same issue with freaking rally drivers. Like, if you look at a world champion rally driver, how many cars has he smashed up on the way to getting that good at driving rally cars? Maybe they haven't caught, smashed that many up. Nah, but see, they're, they're going to be trying to find the edge, right? To figure out how hard they can push it. And that inevitably is going to end up with a crash yeah. sooner or later. Yeah, maybe. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's how hard you can push. Yeah. I mean, there's probably the same for Formula One and go-karting and all the rest of it, isn't it? It's a bit different, I think, in F1. Like, you probably get a little bit more feedback from the car before it's, you know, an accident. Know, I've seen those Formula One cars that don't really... They don't sl- slide around too much. It's usually stuck to the ground or piffing itself off into the fucking... into the stands. Well, that's what old mate Brundle's always banging on about, that when they are at the limit of performance, the car is essentially, you know you know, a, a fraction away from sliding. Like you're maximizing every bit of grip you can. Yeah. But that that's kind of the age old question, isn't it? Who who's a more skillful driver, a rally driver or an F one driver? Here's how I think about it. If they swap cars, who who performs better? I reckon and, I reckon the F one guys would perform better. We we had this happen though, when Raikkonen retired last time. He went and did rally. Yeah. He smashed up a bunch of cars. He smashed up a bunch of cars in Formula 1 too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... To me, the the rally driver seems like a more rounded driving skill. Okay, let me ask answer that question with another question. Who's more mental? The rally driver or the dickhead sitting in the passenger seat giving them... Giving the them, co-driver. Not even looking where they go and just looking down at the map. It's a really interesting uh, relationship, isn't it? Like, you don't see something like that in many sports where someone has to fully trust the other person not to mess them up. Sidecar racing. Sidecar, I was just thinking that is But then again the sidecar pretty messed they're, up. They're more involved in in how the bike performs than what the person sitting in the passenger seat of a rally car. I mean they're just giving the dude sort of directions. Yeah. What happens if they give them the wrong direction? Boom. Yeah, true, but I mean they're not 
they're not like ha- hanging off the side of the bike to make sure it doesn't flip over. There are some funny as fuck videos of co-drivers whose driver won't listen, just will ignore. There's a, oh, I'm trying to remember, there's a really famous one where he just keeps begging the driver to, you know, you're going to wreck the car. You got to listen to my directions. This chump is so bad at driving. He just keeps on banging the car up. Yeah, right. I don't know. If, I don't know how I'd go with um, if I was rally driving. I think I'd probably prefer to do it on my own without a passenger. But it doesn't work that way. You got to have the pace notes. You, why don't they just use Google Maps with satellite view? That'd be huge. It's easier. split second. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, the way most rallies work. Um, my my dad used to be a co-driver in rallies. Yeah. You'll most most of the time get provided like the stock standard pace notes yeah. of the course. But obviously they go out and do sighting runs and they'll make their own notes or use their own um, notation or the way they communicate differs between the different co-drivers and drivers, yeah. the different teams. Right. So there's a bit of work in doing it, but more or less it is it is mapped out. Like you're saying, almost like Google map directions. Yep. Um, but then obviously it's competitive. So you want to have you know, every corner that you can cut, all the little shortcuts or extra things you can do to try and set a better time. Yeah. My money's 100% on the rally drivers being the more more transferable skill set, put it that way, maybe. Yeah, maybe. See, I, I sent you those pictures, didn't I, when I was driving up to Queensland that time to pick up a motorbike? Oh, the rally car World rally championships were up in Coffs Harbour. That's or mad, and yeah. I was just driving up the freeway and I was like, is that, a, is that a rally car? Yeah. So I'm like fanging it up the road with my trailer, my bike trailer on the back, trying to catch up to these rally cars so it's like fucking overtake them and take pictures of them on the, mo- the freeway. The funny thing about that is um, they still are supposed to obey the, the yeah, but They were, they the were strictly yep. doing the 100k because it was a 100k limit and I'm sitting on like 120 trying to catch up to them to overtake them. I was like, come around the outside of them yep. with my trailer on the back and I'm just yep. like, I'm faster than a rally car. <laughs> um. There's an interesting. There's been an increase in popularity for the rallycross championships as well. Oh, that's a big thing in the UK and Europe. Rallycross. Yeah, um, they actually televise it on um, Fox and Ko. Yeah, um, it's some pretty wild racing. Like there's a lot of bumping and rubbing. Made it works. Pretty keen on it. He's he's a big fan, and it it has sort of attracted an interesting mix of kind of like ex ex rally drivers and now even some. Um, ex-champion rally drivers their kids are old enough to compete in it now yeah so you're seeing sort of a lot of those sort of family connections where they, their kids are quite good at the rally cross now but it's just one of those sports where you know the, the standard rally is tricky to televise but the rally cross is pretty pretty cool pretty easy they're short punchy races yeah and yeah there was the that's one I watched it was in Sweden and it was shocking weather but the crowd was massive like they weren't put off by it's because there's always carnage to a degree because i remember watching watching <laughs> like back in the day when you had vhs was the you know the, the format of choice the um i had a video of crash crash kings i think it was called awesome and um it was like maybe that should be your bike team name <laughs> well no because uh, not heaps of crashes so anyway not yet um not ever hopefully <laughs> anyway the um it was like they were saying that the crash kings it was a bit of a toss-up between Formula Ford or um, right. Rallycross. They were the two that used to fucking have the, the worst crashes all the time. Yeah, because I think you get that mix of like young young people, sort of not necessarily experienced, and they want to prove themselves, so they're going to just take a few more chances, right? Yeah, and they've obviously got the mixture of the dirt and the, the tarmac, and yeah, it's tricky. <clears throat> and tricky. They, the red mist comes over when somebody's going a bit faster than them, so they just. Ram them. Either ram them or, <laughs> or spear their car off into the fucking... But they do get penalised if it's, like, you know, bad contact. You well, can't just get away with it. You get away with a little bit. Yeah, those people that probably like doing that stuff should probably just do Demolition Derby. Although... <laughs> just cut to the chase. Yeah, they'll do those... Have you seen the figure eight racing they've done? Yeah, it's bonkers, right? And all the figure eight... Have you seen the figure eight racing with caravans? Great. That's even better. All, they've all got to be towing a caravan. How do they come up with this stuff? I don't know, but I love it. They just get a couple of old busted caravans and go, you know what? I think that's probably <laughs> my next My next thing might be after I've retired from motorbike racing, I might start going banger racing, like just get the old cr- crappy car, do some... Oh, this, oh, that's the way to go, speedway. Like a shitty old 1600cc car in a speedway or something. 
Do they do much of that sort of stuff around here? Yeah, down in Nara, they've got Speedway. Down in Nara. Nara, and then you've got Parramatta. That's the way. I've go. been to the Parramatta Speedway. It's pretty professional up there. Yeah. Would they do the, like, what do you call it? Banger racing? Oh, I call it banger. It's an English thing, but yeah. Just, yeah, 16. Like, they're all dented up fucking shitbox cars with roll cage in them, and that's about it. Half of them are fucking only running on half the cylinders because they're just clapped out pieces <laughs> of shit. Do you reckon it'd be that much fun to go into a destruction derby? I don't know. I think I'd it'd be nervous. You'd be pretty fucking nervous, I reckon, starting that, wouldn't you? I reckon it's about the same fun level you get out of paintball. Like you might, <laughs> you might have a, a bit of fun, but in a day you're probably going home sore, yeah. bru- bruised and battered. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do demolition. Like I'm saying, do the speedway, like the not the demolition derby. Do the one where they, they actually it's a proper race, but they're just all shitbox cars. Okay, yeah, that that sounds alright. Yeah, you still got high potential of getting, get some airtime and rolling the car and all that sort of shit. Oh, that's what cages are for. Oh, actually, that reminds me. I used to work do the speedway, do the fire crew at speedway down in there. Yeah. And yeah, one one dude fucking rolled his car and the little net thing on the side came came loose. He didn't do it up properly and hand flew out and Crunch. fucking chopped his hand off. His hand came off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave, that's pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, almost enough. Oh. <laughs> There's some poor little one hand dude stuck in Nara for the rest of his life. Oh, I think, I, I don't know what's worse, losing a hand or staying stuck in Nara for the rest of his life. Poor Nara's been copping a hiding. Oh, have you seen Bunnings has moved across the road just so they can revamp? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking mental. I told you this story. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> that place just must make so much cash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think they're doing it tough at Bunnings, that's for sure. Oh, well. All fairs in capitalist society, right? Yep. Politics again. You can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to get up at fucking four o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm not looking forward to it, eh? Yeah, it doesn't sound great. No. Bit of a sh- fucking shitty weekend for work. Can't really knock it back. We've been really quiet, so... You do what you got to do, man. That's it. Um, so, going back to the Harley. I, I know we talked about it miles ago, but yeah, the seat came off, but it's all fixed up and going to register it this week and put it up for sale. So, any listeners out there want a Harley? <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> that seems like such a long shot. Yeah, I know, but you got you got you got to give every opportunity you go, haven't you? Uh, yeah, praise, praise your effort. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. We Alan touched earlier on on uh, the dog, fucking lunatic dogs being run around our neighbourhood like a fucking like it's a fucking free range zoo or some shit. Anyway, I got sick of it because it just fucking sits at the back window of our house where my twelve month baby. Well, it comes 12 week old baby sorry sleeps and it just comes, fu- it comes and barks at your dog right it just fucking sits there and barks at nothing <laughs> and anyway in the middle of the fucking night like this the other it happened at 4 o'clock in the morning I got woken up by this dog just sitting at the fence barking on a vacant block of land nobody lives there you go out there and the thing just fucking runs off anyway I figured out where it lived and caught the council and they come out to look at it anyway this fucking dickhead across the road so I'm up there showing them where the dog was and this dickhead gets in his car, right, drives like five houses up the street, pulls up behind the animal control, gets out the car and he comes out and he goes, oh, is he complaining about dogs again, is he? And I'm just right. like, and the, and the um, animal control woman just looks at him and she's like, is it your dog? The one up there? And, she, and he's like, no. And she's like, well, it's got nothing to do with you then, has it? Fuck off, basically. But it was his dog. No, had nothing to do with him. It's just some other random neighbor. It's just a, he's a fucking spastic. He got the, he's got the dirts because when I first moved in here, his dog would fucking bark all day when he was at work, like from fucking nine to five, just sit at the fucking gate, fucking barking nonstop. And I went over there and said, mate, I work at home and our office is at the front of the house and all I can hear is your dog barking all day. Like, do something about it because it's your, your, you know, you're responsible for the dog as a fucking pet owner. For sure. So anyway, he fucking didn't like it, so... That was him trying to have a whinge. But the funny thing about that bloke was, he's the one that... So, about two months before we moved into this neighbourhood, somebody rear-ended my wife up in Sydney when she was driving the limousine, and it was him. And he wrote his car off. 
<laughs> That's a strange coincidence. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So he's always had. He's always been a bit weird since we moved in here when he realised we owned a limousine that he fucking rear-ended in Sydney. So Man, there's not many excuses for crashing into the back of someone, is there? Fuck it. End of. That's usually It's a fuckwit move or you've just been doing something dumb like looking at your phone or some shit. Get distracted by a loose hubcap. Yeah, or a, a Harley Davidson seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, the bloke the bloke whose dog it is, is I think he's sorted his shit out anyway. So he's fixed the fence up so the dog doesn't keep getting out. So, I mean, that's well, good outcome. It doesn't take much, right? No, but the problem was I, I would have gone up there and spoke to him myself, but the problem was his got a um a gate that shuts at the front of the property and it's like no um no admittance sort of thing on the on the gate. Oh like no trespassing. So I just thought fuck it, I'm just gonna call the council and let them deal with it. That's what they get paid for. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway. It's all it looks like it's a happy ending, so so far. It's only been a week. <laughs> Until the next little thing starts to annoy you in the neighbourhood. Yeah. Oh well, that's right. It looks like I've already got a buyer for the house if I want to sell it anyway. Had a bloke come around the house the other day. He's like, oh, fuck, don't you know when you want to sell it? This house is awesome. It's like, no right. problems. He's obviously not a skilled negotiator. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Name your price, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm desperate for this house. Oh, I don't think it was that bad, but you know. <laughs> i give you $100 million. Oh, man. It's funny, actually. I was, I was thinking about the fact that you've... Um, obviously been working as a driver doing driving stuff because you always used to hassle me a lot about getting road rage yeah uh, it occurred to me the tables might have turned now oh where I, you, you get the rage and now I'm sort of more zen about it oh actually I, the worst thing is when you've got passengers in the car and you want to flip out and you can't <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just completely goes inverted and you're just like eh what are you going to do but if the passengers weren't in the car you'd be like what the fuck and it happened to me today, actually. I picked up some people from Circular <laughs> Quay. <laughs> I'm driving down, driving back down from Sydney. And, um, oh, you know, um, in Sylvania, just past the McDonald's and everything there, you're coming south. Yeah. It's three lanes both sides. Yeah. This dude just, like, fangs across from the other side of the road over to the southbound lanes. So he comes across yep. the northbound, straight in front of another car. So they have to jam their brakes on. And I was like, what a dick move. I'm in the middle lane. And I've pulled up almost next to him. And he's just bunged his indicator on. Starts pulling straight across into my lane. I've had to slam my brakes on with passengers and hit the horn. Which I never do when I've got passengers in the car. Yeah. And he's just like, just kept coming. Didn't even stop. No shit's given. Nah. Stopped in our lane for a second. Like, kept, like we're still traveling along, but stayed in the lane. Then did it to the fucking bloke next to us. Did the same thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Was it... I mean, I don't want to be stereotyped, but was it like an old dude? Yeah. Ancient dude. Old just, dude. Yeah. And he's just sitting there looking straight ahead. Wouldn't acknowledge the fact that he just fucking carved three people up. Someone needs to take granddad's driver's license away. Ah, oh, dude. Uh, this definitely it, amuses me, though, that... It happens, and it, it's always the same three types of people that fuck you up on the streets in Sydney. I'm telling you now, and it's, it's not a racist thing or an age thing. It's either old people. I don't know if I should say this or not. <laughs> Asians. <laughs> or women wearing hijabs. Right. Always the same three people. I guarantee it's one of those three. And it's always, and you can, and I'm getting to the point now where I've, because I've been doing it for three years, by the level of the fuck up that's happened or what they've done, I can usually pick it exactly which one of those three is what they before I even pull up next to them to see who it is that's done it. I, I, I definitely think if you spend a lot of time driving in that Sydney traffic, you almost do develop that sixth sense about when trouble's brewing. Yeah. You just get a few subtle hints from the way a car's manoeuvring. That- and trucks are the other ones. You can, always, you can always tell which trucks you can rely upon to go ducking up the inside of. And the ones that you can't. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll be driving along a straight bit of road and there'll be one truck that's just fucking veering out, like, from one lane yeah. to the other. And you're like, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to go Give past this bloke. Birth, yeah. And there's the other ones that just sit bang in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, yeah, I spent so many years commuting to Sydney. And now it's like the tables have turned now. You're the one doing all the driving out there. Yeah. And I've gotten I've, I've gotten a bit... Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit of an asshole driver now because I, I just like if people try and 
Oh, the one that gets me is when you, you've made a conscious effort to get into the right-hand lane because you know about 800 metres coming up, you've yep. got to be in that lane to turn right. And then there's some chump that comes charging up the, the inside of everybody. They want to chop in. And then chop in. And I'm like, fuck that noise. I just floor it and fucking pull up next to him and I won't let him in on purpose. I could move into the next lane over again. I won't. Street justice, hey? I'm just like, fuck you. you. Why can't you fucking wait like everyone else? I was chatting about this at work today and the bloke I was chatting to was in the scenario where he was in an area he hadn't driven in before. He's cruising down this road. He knows that he's got to turn sooner or later. There's a bunch of cars stopped in the inside lane. He doesn't realize they're all waiting to make the turn he needs to make. Yep. So he has to chop in, but it's not because he's trying to bust a move. He just didn't know that was the traffic pattern at that time in that place. Yeah. See, see that my, my initial response to that is dog eat dog, tough shit. <laughs> Savagery. <laughs> work, work your shit out before you leave. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember the time um, we made a bet about the road rage? No. We were driving up to a, a motorbike expo. Oh, didn't I say that you you couldn't go the whole driveway without fucking like, yeah. swearing at someone or something? So the bet was just to buy lunch. I still I don't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you bet me lunch that I couldn't get all I couldn't get there without road raging, and I was like, all right, cool, because I you know no one wants to road rage, so like I can I can change my ways, <laughs> and we got all the way there. No road rage, no no hassles. And there'd even been a few incidents. Didn't you lose it in the car park or some shit? We were pulling into the car park. <laughs> we're at the like the boom gate section and it's split into multiple lanes. And we had one guy in front of us just couldn't make his mind up. And I said something like, come on, pal, pick a lane. And you were like, ah! <laughs> you counted that as road rage. We're in the goddamn car park. D- doesn't matter. Until you get out was, of the car. Oh, well, I bought your lunch. So I... You know, <laughs> But it was under a little bit of protest because we were there. I think you swore. And it was so mild. Like, it was just like a little comment. It wasn't like I'm... It's out, a passive-aggressive road rage. I wasn't, like, shaking my fist out the window. I wasn't flipping birds. Doesn't matter, man. If it's passive-aggressive, it's still... <laughs> it's still road rage. Yeah, there's a few lessons you learn on the road. I reckon, like, if someone's in the overtaking lane going too slow... Flashing your headlights. Oh. That doesn't work. You just you just wait. Dude, this silly bitch today. <laughs> no, slow down, slow down. I'm, I'm... <laughs> the the other thing, I don't I don't flip birds anymore. I just give people a thumbs down. Like <laughs> just not so instead of being a fuck you, it's you disappoint me. I will give them death stares. Your your driving disappoints me. Sort yourself out. <laughs> when I when I can't do any any of the like flip outs out the window or whatever. I'll just pull up next to them and just <laughs> stare, stare at, stare at them until they until they look over, and then I just like give them that head shake and then just drive yeah. on. Because this person today, <laughs> I was behind her, I was behind her, right in the right hand lane. I'm trying to overtake, and she's just sitting at five k's an hour under the speed limit in their own little world. Yeah, and I'm not shitting you. There's a big ass sign in the middle of the road that says "Keep left unless overtaking." So. I took the opportunity to give her a bit of a headlight flash at her and I'm pointing at the sign. <laughs> she's like, Rrr. and then a hundred meters down the road, there's another one and she's, and it's huge. You can't miss it. And she's still sitting. There's no one in the left-hand lane. So I ended up just doing, doing what I said. I just pulled up next to her and I just went, yeah, what the fuck? They're, they're just in their own little bubble, man. I, I saw a cop pull someone over for that. Yeah. I know a cop that pulls people over for that. It was that. great. It was one of the best things I ever saw. Yeah. I'm so conflicted, Dave. We were writing cops off the other day and now I'm like cheering for them when it suits me. Yeah, no, but it's... <laughs> but, yeah, but for, for people that like that that have done fucking dumb shit, uh, I've got no problem with police pulling people over for something if they've done something absolutely wrong and they've got them banged to rights. The, the, the worst thing about that one was they actually pulled over on the right-hand side of the freeway. Oh, I've seen that happen before. And you're like, what so a retard. Dumb. It's so People that have got flat tire and do that too. It's like, you could sort of just go over one lane and then pull up instead of just pulling up in the middle of the freeway. I don't think people realize how dangerous it is. I don't think people think. There's your problem. Yeah. It explains a lot of the world. <laughs> Taxis are the other one, man. Fucking taxis, man. They're just fucking idiots. And they're just no consideration oh. for anybody whatsoever. Well, yeah. 
they're, they're out there hustling, aren't they? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit the same. With, I just jostle with them now. What do you reckon about specific car models? I reckon there's some car models you see that are generally trouble. Oh, there used to be, and I think that's... Uh, it changes. I think it changes from sort of... Yeah, I've seen it change a bit. I mean, it used to be the Volvo. Then it, yeah. was, the, then it was the Camry. Goddamn Camrys. But yeah. I think Camrys have... I don't... They're so bad. Like, you still get one or two dickhead Camry drivers. Mm. I think it's it's more people in... I think Volkswagen Golfs. Golfs? Yeah, Golfs. Volks, anybody in a Volkswagen is usually a bit of a fucking douche driver. Right. Not necessarily your unaware driver, but trying to bust moves and stuff. Oh, just dumb shit. Mm. Yeah. My, my pick is some of the most aggressive drivers. BMW are. drivers. BMW X5. Now, they're fuckwits. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like a long-term, long-term champion at the jerk driving yeah anyway sorry I shouldn't have I find some of the most aggressive drivers to be um, either driving a Jeep of some variety or a Mazda CX series the SUVs they've got yeah and just unreasonably aggressive I, th- I think they they think that they're better than everyone else and I don't understand why because Jeeps are pieces cheap of shit trash yeah and, and Mazda's just, overpriced trash oh it's just a Japanese car, man. It's nothing special. Yeah, but I think people who buy Mazdas think that Mazdas is like the the cream of the crop. The cream of the Japanese crop. When Jesus, little do they realise that they're actually fucking shitbox. Whether a shitbox or not, I mean, yeah, it's nothing special. I think it really, if you're going to go to the cream of the crop of Japanese stuff, you've got to be starting to look at Infinity and Flex. Lexus. Oh well, yeah, be, I mean that's by, a bit of snobbery about it by design. Yeah, but yeah, I always have a special place in my heart for Camry drivers, man. Just consistently, routinely, awful drivers. Yeah. yeah. The new Camrys are quite nice, though, I must admit. Quite nice little cars. Or well, big just, cars, actually. This is interesting that a particular car can attract a certain type of driver. Like, how does that even happen? I know I know, the Camry and the Toyotas in general have a good reputation. I think if, you're, if you've got For, a super reliable car that, you know, isn't too fast, isn't too slow, just general car... I think that attracts that type of people because they just want something that's just going to get them to point A to point B. Something boring. It's, you know... In beige, if possible. Yeah. Whereas, you know, your average Alfa Romeo driver, they don't give a fuck how unreliable their car is. They want something exciting. So that's why they buy an Alfa Romeo. That Italian passion. Yeah. Is that how you ended up on Ducatis? Something like that, yeah. But it's the same, it's the same theory, isn't it? It's, they're, not, they're, not, they're not buying... I mean, a Camry driver's buying their car because they just want to get places and they don't give a fuck how they get there. They just want to get there. Yeah, yeah. Their shopping list has got very specific requirements. Yeah, whereas somebody that buys an Alfa Romeo or a Ducati or a Ferrari or whatever the case might be, it's just like, I want to get there. Maybe. <laughs> but I want to get there the most exciting way possible. It's less of an issue for modern stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of that's... You don't have those endemic... I don't know. Unreliability issues. I've heard that Alfa Romeo haven't really got much better from what I've heard, but anyway. But all these car companies have merged into giant conglomerates now. They're all, you know, using the same factories and tooling and... Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what happened with Lamborghini, right? Lamborghinis used to be god-awful, and now they're all built by Vag. Built by an, an even more unreliable company. No, but, you know, it's... You go and buy a Lamborghini now, it's not going to catch on fire and burn your family to death no it'll just give you the wrong emissions on the window sticker and all the electronics will shit themselves in about fucking three months time oh sucked in (laughs) should have bought a should have bought a Ferrari Mitsubishi (laughs) should have bought a Camry (laughs) and full circle just like that (laughs) (laughs) fucking Camry oh they should do like a performance Camry. I reckon that that might drag them out of the. Wasn't that kind of the Orion? No, no, the Orion's a different car altogether. Oh man, it seems a lot like a Camry to me. No, it was bigger. It was bigger. Two two hundred kilowatts. Wasps. What was the ad? I never would have seen the ad, but yeah, they had a V six engine in them. Yeah, they they advertised. But them. the Camry had a V six in it at one stage, and then they just decided to piff it off and just. Go back to the 2.2 litre or 2.4 litre four-cylinder and that's all they've ever used, or, or the hybrid. Yeah, well, I mean, everything's going to be hybrid sooner or later, right? Yeah. Then electric. Full electric. They should go solar, full solar. Uh, it's not efficient enough. It doesn't no. work. What about those ones that do the solar races around Australia? Yeah, and they weigh about 50 kilos. And you've got to lay in them, and they're like yeah. 
they're basically a bicycle frame <laughs> and they're, so, they're basically flat they're like yeah. a teardrop yeah as aerodynamic as possible yeah yeah get some of that be yeah cool. chuck the groceries in the back of that <laughs> that's right well I think once again we've knocked a diverse range of topics dirty Camry drivers seems like we just seems like we're just slagging off new groups each time that's alright well, like we haven't haven't smashed up the religions for a while yeah what's happening in the world of religion this uh, week? I'll save it for next time Dave I can tell you're about to fall asleep no I'm, I'm good Israel, there's no Israel Falam news is there? I don't know. Not that I've heard. No. Nah. They're done. They're all done. <laughs> They're all going to hell. Come on, man. you got to wrap this up. Oh, what do I have to wrap it up? You can say goodbye. No, but you keep on talking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bye then. Four o'clock start, man. You need to get your uh, your beauty sleep. Yeah, I need to go and take a Valium and go to sleep. Hit, hit yourself with the, the gurney and freshen up before bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll wake me up fucking gurney myself uh, to sleep um, yeah check us out on the Faceballs and Twitters I don't think I even posted it to Twitter last week we don't even have any followers I don't have any followers either I don't even know why I'm on Twitter I think Twitter's pretty much is Twitter dead? no heaps of people still use Twitter uh, well see I'm only on Twitter now because I just like to get all the, the up to date news on the Premier League go on wrap it up bye then bye <laughs>